Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline, everyone. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. Coming up on Saturday, another 12-30 game, Miami and Duke meeting for the 20th time. Hurricanes lead the all-time series 15-4. We'll talk about Duke here momentarily, but we look back at Saturday's victory over the Hokies of Virginia Tech. Great atmosphere, great weather, terrific fall afternoon for uh, just a perfect day for football, and Miami played well for the most part. The penalties, we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, they did a lot of things well. Yeah, Joe, I don't want to minimize that victory in any way, shape, or form. For my whole career, we've been, it's been hard to win at Virginia Tech, and it, and it was hard to win there Saturday. And that is a tough place to play. They are a well-coached team. They're not the Virginia Tech that we knew from the Big East days, but they certainly had talent there. The crowd can overwhelm you if you let it. And if you're going to win the ACC, you've got to win your road games. And Miami took the first step towards that last Saturday. Van Dyke went over 300 yards again. Uh, he did it to Virginia. In fact, Van Dyke's numbers against Virginia Tech Last year and this year were almost identical. In two games against Virginia Tech, he's thrown for like 750 yards. Uh, but in the last two games, he's thrown for like 800 yards. And he seems to be playing without thinking. Seems just, he just seems to be playing. You know, I, I hope we start giving him the credit that he deserves and Frank Pons and Josh Gaddis and head coach Mario Cristobal for how they went from a player that could not have started any worse against Middle Tennessee, ends up having to come sit on the bench during that football game, has a week off, and then goes and plays an outstanding game and then follows it up again. And in me dealing with him in the postgame, you, you see that there is a guy that's more comfortable. He's more confident in himself. He's more confident in the offense. And really what I think is helping him is that he's generating some plays from the outside. Colby Young was not a part of the Middle Tennessee game for the most part until till it, till the end of it, right? And then you start looking at it, and Brashard Smith is stepping up in. He's overcoming the loss of Restrepo, but he's also finding new ways to generate plays. But when you boil it down, a young man like that who's a sophomore, to be able to handle the benching and be able to come back and look as good as he is in back-to-back -back weeks, he's put his time in and so has his staff. I'm not sure how the coaching staff would grade his accuracy on throws, on getting to where they're supposed to be, whether it was caught or not. But I'll bet you it's nearly 80%. Yeah, he, he's 
he's throwing the football with conviction, but he's comfortable in the routes and he's comfortable in the play call. And that's leading to the high percentage. And he's going to need it this week against Duke. Miami's going to have to make plays. And I know there's been a lot of conversation about the run game, the run game, the run game. I'll remind you, there are game plans. The plan, I'm sure, for Miami is to run the football as successful as they can. If they're not, if they're not having success with it, a lot of that normally is because the defense will not allow you to have the success. Tyler struggled in the beginning of the year, and he's – now he's getting on a roll in the passing game. You'll start seeing the running game come because they're going to have to worry about the pass game. They didn't have to worry about the pass game. Miami was dropping balls early in the season. They'd lost Restrepo. The quarterback appeared to be struggling. That's flipped the switch. And I think what you'll see now is they're going to have to worry about more coverage than they are stopping the run. And there, in turn, will give you some more run success. He's had eight straight games against the ACC where he's gone over 300 yards. Now he's duplicated his numbers. His numbers against Carolina this year – were about what they were a year ago, even better this year than last year. His numbers against Virginia Tech, I think, were within five yards. If he matches his numbers against Duke from last year on Saturday, he's going to throw for 400 yards again, or nearly 400. Yeah, well, that's called recall. That, that, that's the value of experience. He, he didn't have such a great game against North Carolina up there early on, had through interceptions and was below 50%. I think it was 44% completion against North Carolina up there last year. Comes back down here and Miami lost the football game, but he, he battled through it and made some plays. You brought up the Virginia Tech game, almost identical, but he looked more comfortable. He was more at ease, and then I'd like to see him get that 400 yards against Duke. I, nobody in, in the world loves to run the football more than Don Bailey and see that happen. But if you can win throwing it, throw it. Make it easy on yourself. They are getting uh, better in the passing game. There's no question. The receivers are getting better. They've got uh, six receivers now with double-digit receptions because Colby Young is already in the double digits. That's going to force the defense put a little pressure on the opponent, trying to sort out, you know, who to who to emphasize. And I would think at this point, as we spoke with Coach Cristobal, you're going to have to start emphasizing and dedicating some weapons to, toward Colby Young because of his size and the fact that he's just snatching the ball out of the air. Well, it was so important last year for Rambo to have Harley and Harley to have Rambo and then have Mallory in the mix as well. It's no different this year. It's important now to have Colby Young. If you want to double up on Colby, so be it. We'll go back to Will Mallory, or we'll go to Brashard, or we'll go to Restrepo. So when some guy is having a ton of success, it's going to force a defense to pick and choose. Haven't had to, didn't have to pick and choose in the month of September. They're going to have to start picking and choosing now. Can Brashard beat us? Can Colby beat us? Can the tight end beat us? Now you have to decide who you want to take out, and if you just go after all three of those, then the running game, can that beat you? Because you, you've got so many options, and when Miami gets healthy, and I hope they start getting healthy, that's, that's the big problem right now is who's, who's healthy? I was going to say, if they can hang in there for the next couple of weeks, and uh, as we sit here on a Tuesday night, we're not sure about Mowry, we're not sure about Brashard Smith, uh, we're not sure about Redding, and a lot of things can change between Tuesday and Saturday. But if you can somehow get through the next two weeks of Duke and Virginia and get yourself to November and then get some guys back, which would include Restrepo for November, you might have an offense in November that could be tough to contend with. But right now, it's a lot of moving parts. 
Joe, don't forget Ja'Kai Clark. And because you've got a guy, that's your quarterback, that's your other quarterback. That, that center position is responsible for making a ton of calls on every single snap. So his loss has been has hurt this, this offense as well, and, I, and I'm with you. Uh, a team now that has gained experience. We've got some young guys that are experienced that are stepping up. We've found some new faces. We've gotten so for you know, Latson, who, who's new here. But the last three ball games for him have been difference makers for us. And you're going to see a guy, you know, if he stays on track, he'll explode because he'll finally see that what he can do instead of he, what he's been told he can do. He's seeing it himself, and that with that comes confidence. And I think going back to Van Dyke for a moment, with receivers catching the football, maybe they picked up the tempo just a little bit. Uh, there's no hesitation for him, right? It seems like there's very little hesitation, and he's making plays in the pocket. He doesn't have, he's one of those guys – mentioned run he's not going to kill you with his legs but he can drift just enough left or right to get the ball down the field the thing about him is he's athletic enough to to cause a problem and the more important thing is is that it makes the defense have to deal with him the first down that he got in that ball game was as big a first down as anything and then you used to go back and go back to offense again now jacurry brown you you you're going to have to spend how long now if you're the opponent is duke spend 15 minutes or 30 minutes or 45 minutes? And, and how much would they have spent if he broke that play and ran for 60-some-odd yards for a touchdown last week? Now you're dealing with another piece of weaponry that the opponent has to deal with. And so it's starting to all come together, and it's about on schedule for that. And Miami will find the run again, and they'll continue to, to blossom. But you again, there is a plan. You go into the game, and you figure out what part of that plan you can execute, and then you live on it until they stop you. I don't want to jinx this, but I think Van Dyke is built of granite. You know, he does take a lot of hits. He does move around. He does play a lot of football. He never misses a practice. He never, he never to me, when I watch him practice, it never looks like he's sore. No, he, is, he is, in my opinion, really, he's underrated. I mean, you know, he came into the season, everybody's blah, 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 and I, I got that. But, like, the side of him that you talk about, how tough he is, and and, he, and, and how he quietly goes about his attention to detail and his work and his work ethic. And, you know, I go back to, to the beginning of fall camp. He's out there staying after practice. Going to the spring, he's out there. I mean, he, he provides leaders. He's not a rah-rah guy and a jump-up-and-down guy, but they, this team realizes how hard he works, how important it is to him, and another part of it is that weight room. He, he refigured his body as well. I mean, he went in there and, and set an example, and he's, he's one of your captains, and he, we're very lucky to have him. And Jake Garcia proved that we're lucky to have him too, and now you got Ja'Curry Brown. So all three of these guys in that quarterback room are, have, an, have the ability to contribute. I also think you're starting to see the effects of the coaching taking place. Uh, you, they, there are a lot of things technique-wise which you would understand and you, you would see that with your eye. But also I think they've been adjusting like crazy. And then I think the other element is players getting accustomed to coaches, coaches getting accustomed to players. That's not a process that happens overnight, uh, maybe in some instances, but not really. It doesn't happen overnight. And for, from a coaching perspective, now I think they've got a better idea of understanding what they have, what they can work with what assets they have from a player's perspective, probably have a better understanding of what the demands are going to be each and every day. So I think you're starting to see some of that come together. Again, the wild card is injuries 
kind of knock you sideways on that. But if they can just keep pulling it together, these, these next two weeks are really big games to set yourself up for November. They are, and, and Miami knows that, right? Your head, the head coach, Mario Cristobal, knows that. And, and he relays that message every single chance he gets. And you look at this team, and, and I'm starting to see that too. And you're starting to see really what they are starting to understand is what's expected of them and what's not going to be tolerated. There, this, we had a game where there were some penalties. A lot of those, those penalties shouldn't be tolerated. And I'm here to tell you, and you, you're my witness, nobody's at this practice and, and around this program more than you and I. There's officials. Zebras are here every, every day. Every day there's zebras here. And, and, and the, the officials are, are relaying what the players are doing, and they'll get the penalty thing fixed too. And it's just it's one thing after another and creating a new standard, and that's what Coach Cristobal is doing. But th it's coming together, and you're right. Miami's got to get through Duke because I think people have no idea what the Duke Blue Devils look like. They have no clue that they've got a quarterback that's this this darn near in the class of Drake May, okay? They got no idea that they got a defensive end that could play anywhere in the country. They got no idea they got a couple defensive tackles that could help any school in America. They got, have no idea that they've got a, a, an offensive line that's as experienced as that. And it's going to be every bit as tough to beat Duke as it would have been to beat North Carolina or anybody else. I'm going to attribute uh, now the, th the penalties the other day. That's the most penalties Miami's had in seven years. I'm going to attribute some of that to offensive line in and out, you know, guys that hadn't played, crowd noise, some of that stuff. I think they're going to fix that. And I also think it's an aberration because going in, they were the least penalized team in the ACC. So it was only a matter of time before the ACC refs caught up. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew that you would have a theory on that. Uh, you know, go back to your, the offensive line part. When you change one player on the offensive line, it's very, very difficult. When you change two players on the offensive line, it's even more difficult. And when you change one of those players who makes all the calls on the offensive line and has not played center before in a football game, it makes it even more difficult again to try and get all these calls straight. It will get fixed. It will improve. And there is a conspiracy theory that I believe with you as well. I mean, truth be told, they, they, almost, they had trouble running back-to-back -back plays without a flag. So I, I'm confident that will get fixed. 20th meeting, Miami and Duke, Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to put it, put it in, uh, uh, give you Miami Duke and put it in perspective this way. There's nobody in Durham that thinks University of Miami basketball or thought University of Miami basketball could beat the Duke Blue Devils. And Coach Ellis beat them like nine times. Right now, they probably figured out that Miami not only can beat Duke in basketball, but it's a real thorn in their side. It would behoove us not to take that same approach that Duke can't beat you because Mike Elko went out and got a bunch of transfers, uh, some from smaller schools, but he does have a wild card, and that is uh, the quarterback. And also, they've done a good job, got a veteran coaching staff, and they've done a good job of emphasizing certain things to win. One of them would be on offense. They don't turn it over, right? No fumbles, a couple of interceptions. You can't sack them. They haven't been sacked, and they don't have negative plays. Therefore, third down is always third and five. And then on defense, third and five or less, then on defense, they take the ball away. The other thing that we can't forget is they have three coaches on that staff that were here last year, and three 
pretty darn good coaches. And they can relay the personalities of these players. They can relay the positives and the weaknesses that, that, that the players have. They can give you a personnel report on a big part of this team. So I think that that's something you got to figure in the equation. And, and listen, make sure that if you're a Miami fan, come to the Miami-Duke game. It'll be worthwhile. You're going to see great football, but your Hurricanes need you. Uh, don't kick it to Jalen Stinson, by the way. He returned 100 yards last year against Miami. He's a really good kickoff returner. Well, to, to your point, you know, hopefully we get a big crowd there. You, all you got to do is look back at last week. Saw some wild crowds in college football that I think helped the home team win some games. So um, certainly uh, we understand 12, 12.30 games, hard to get to and all that stuff. But, hey, Mario Cristobal is here. This is the way everybody wanted. So time for everybody else to do their part. I have an answer for that 12 or 12.30. It's seven times a year. Who cares what time it is? Right, seven times a year you get to go root your home team on. You get to go watch a head coach that grew up in Dade County, a head coach that went to high school in Dade County, a head coach that won two national championships at your University of Miami. To me, there's no reason not to go to a football game, it, it, whether it's 12:30 in the afternoon or 12:30 at night. It does it doesn't matter. You go you go you go seven times a year, and you support your team, and you support all this local talent. Everybody says. We got to recruit Dade in Broward County. Well, Miami is recruiting Dade in Broward County. Come support them and come support the other guys as well. That would be 1-800-GO-CANES, by the way, or hurricanesports.com. Okay, Miami and Duke on Saturday, 1230. We're on the air at 830. We will continue on the show right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.